Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. I can't tell you how excited I am today to bring you today's featured guest, Jessica Winterstern. Jessica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. So excited. Excellent. Well, in case anybody out there listening maybe isn't familiar with your work, let me let me just give you a little background, folks. Jessica Winterstern got her bachelor's in applied psychology from NYU. Then she got her master's in human development and psychology from Harvard. And she's about to graduate with a second master's in spiritual psychology from the University of Santa Monica. She's an author who writes for Huffington Post, House of Citrine, The Good Men Project, and several other publications, and is currently writing two books. Jessica is a transformational coach and a motivational speaker. Vulnerability is her greatest strength, and she recognizes her heart as her ultimate superpower. Jessica, do me a favor. If there's anything we missed in that intro, fill that in, and then if you don't mind, give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Um, No, I mean, you pretty much covered it. Um, It's, you know, I I feel really, uh, again, honored that, you know, to be here and to be able to share my vulnerability and uh, especially around partnership and relationships because that's been such a a big part of my life. And, um, you know, just connection, human connection is really where I feel most alive and um, what I look forward to all the time. So whenever I'm able to connect with people, be it a stranger or someone that is in my life, some loved one, a friend, uh, that's where I feel like I'm learning and growing the most. So I'm, again, this is just such a, such a treat for me and um, I'm really excited to share about partnership with you today. Excellent, excellent. Well. I want to ask you before we get started, because as we were talking before we came on, uh, I, I read an article that you wrote for the Goodman Project, or at least that's where I saw it, called To All the Men Out There. Mm-hmm. And it's what inspired me to, to reach out to you and, and invite you to be on the show. And I'm, I'm curious, first of all, anybody listening, you have to go read this post. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And I'm just wondering, Jessica, what inspired you to write that? Um. I mean, it was definitely probably one of the the most vulnerable pieces of writing that I've put out there. And I feel like, uh, you know, I just, I came to the realization that for su- such a long, well, for all my life, um, I was definitely in a place of projecting my pain and insecurities and discomfort on others and especially men um, in relationship to partners. And so, um you know, it was just like, I got to this place where I was realizing that so many of us, um, whether we're women or men, we, it's a lot easier to 
blame and to um, point fingers than to take responsibility. And so once I started to see that in a lot of my conversations and was able to sort of reflect on how I, in my life, had done that time and time again, I just felt this need to to clear myself of that. And so I just started writing, and, um, and this came forward, this realization of how I, you know, in the past would unconsciously manipulate um, men into uh, loving me and showing up in a way that wasn't really authentic. And then also in the same moment, blame them for my heartache and grief because I wasn't able to recognize the disconnect that I was actually feeling with myself. So it was just sort of this like realization. And then once I saw it, I felt like I needed to share it with others, um, you know, as a way of perhaps um, igniting that awareness in someone else so that others could take responsibility as well. Well, I just... I, I want to thank you for doing it because it, as a man, I read that and I was just in awe. It was so raw and so real and and it meant a ton to me as a man. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for reading it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things I'm curious about, and I, I always ask our guests is in, in the context of partnership, one of the things that I find is really helpful is to have what I call a guiding principle, something that you can come back to when you get kind of off the path. And, and maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a mantra, whatever, whatever it is for you. I'm wondering, what do you use to kind of be your guiding principle and how can our listeners apply it in their lives? Um, definitely for me, it would be that all love comes from self-love. Um, and again, this is a more of a newfound realization that I've had that I've been uh, really putting into place in my life. And so just taking time to honor myself and um, appreciate myself because, you know, I think it's it's really cliche, the whole you can't love someone else unless you love yourself, but there's so much profundity to that statement. And so really realizing again that when it comes to loving and going into partnership, it's so important to be connected to one's value and worth. Otherwise, I just feel like we are setting, up, setting ourselves up for failure um, when we're disconnected from ourselves. So that would definitely be the, the mantra that I live by. Excellent. Yeah, and it, it's funny because you mentioned, you know, it's, it's kind of cliche, but there's a reason things are cliche. Yeah. And that's because they're, they're pervasive. They're everywhere and they're true. I was just gonna say no. It's it's something that I that I that I would say, and I heard all my life, and yet only recently have I really applied it and have um, experienced like the richness that comes from that statement. Yeah. Well, kudos to you for doing that because it, it takes it takes some courage, and, and I'm um, I know I've struggled with it myself. So it's it's a big step. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's a journey. <laughs> yes, it really is. So I, I want to ask you, one of the things that our, our listeners love about the show is the stories that our guests share. And you mentioned earlier being vulnerable, and it, I'm so grateful for how vulnerable our, our guests have been. And what I'd love to ask you to do is take us to a story right now, a time in your life when, well, you, you, you kind of tripped up in a relationship. You know, you, what was going on? What did you trip on? And, and what were you able to learn from that experience that helped you move forward? Mm. Um, well, I, I think... The best example would be, you know, going back to my first serious uh, relationship that I was in when I was, uh, I think, 19, 19, 20. 
and uh, that lasted four years. And it was it was again a partnership that, like all partnerships, uh, that reflected how I related to myself. And at the time, I was unaware of how much self hatred and um, lack of self worth was coursing through my body. And so, you know, I created this partnership with this man who mirrored um, all of those things back to me. And so, you know, I stayed in this for four years, and it was probably four years too long, while everyone in my life was was definitely, you know, advocating for me to, to get out of it, uh, you know, friends and family. But I was just, like, determined to stay in it, and I continued to turn a blind eye and um, ignore things that I wouldn't stand for today, whether it was infidelity or, you know, emotional abuse, objectification, manipulation, whatever it was, um, I was just not willing to look at it and, um, you know, seeing it now when I look back, I I don't blame him because I realized that he was just being my mirror and he was treating me exactly as I felt that I deserved to be treated. Like he was the embodiment of that inner critic inside of me. And so, um, he showed up for me to the extent that I was, you know, showing up for myself, which wasn't. (laughs) And so I, you know, I feel like, um, that was definitely an experience that I was tripping up over and over and over again because I was just so dependent on the idea of the partnership and so terrified of being alone that I ended up sacrificing myself to maintain something that wasn't real. Yeah. Wow. That's, you said that so well in that last line, sacrificing yourself to maintain something that isn't real. Yeah. And I, I think it's so, unfortunately, very common you know, both yeah, for men common. and women to to compromise who they are to make somebody else comfortable. Exactly. And I did that time and time again. Yeah. Um, so a huge life lesson. <laughs> so if you don't mind my asking, I'm wondering what helped you step out of that pattern? Um, well, so, you know, finally it it ended and it, it ended because he ended it. I, you know, I kind of wonder sometimes if I would have stayed in it longer, yeah. but uh, as life had it, he ended it. And, um, and no surprise, I ended up getting involved in another serious relationship right after, uh, which was just sort of a, you know, testament to my pattern of not wanting to be alone. And it, I met the opposite man, uh, of my ex who was, deeply loving and, um, you know, showed up in a way that I dreamed of. And I was with him for three years. And, you know, what I realized was that despite the fact that he was so incredibly different from the previous boyfriend and was really showing up for me in the most loving ways, my pattern continued. And Mm -hmm. so my lack of self-worth and my lack of self-love permeated the relationship. And, you know, I, that moment of realization happened when I, I realized that I was the common denominator and it really didn't matter who came into my life, whether it was like, you know, the devil in human form or, you know, Prince Charming, I was going to continue to recreate this reality that was built around not feeling worthy of love. Um, and that would ultimately self-destruct. So, uh, I realized that I had to love myself and, um, that I couldn't, do that through um, depending on someone else to do that for me. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Because I, I mean, I think that's one of the things that 
so oftentimes we run into is these blind spots. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like a blind spot on your car, you you don't even know what's in the blind spot because you don't realize it's there. Exactly. So you exactly. do. You trip over it and you trip over it and you trip over it. You're like, what am I tripping on? There's nothing here. Yes, there actually is. And everyone can see it but you. Exactly. But here's the key. They don't know it's your blind spot because it's so obvious to them. Yep. So they're like, she must be doing this on purpose. There must be a reason. <laughs> the reality yeah. is you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Where'd that trash can come from? I don't know how I keep hitting the trash can when I back out of the drive. Where'd it come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Well, let me, let me ask you kind of a, a, a nuanced, different question. And, and what I'm wondering on this, Jessica, is what's a time, what's a story of a time when you, you had, I call it a dumb moment. One of those times where you're just like, holy cow, how did I miss this? I, I can't believe I've really missed this all this time. And tell us what that wake up moment did for you as far as a building block for your future partnerships. Well, I mean, I guess like it would it would really be, um, you know, the sort of the ending of my past relationship with that man that, you know, I think to this date, to date is the love of my life, uh, you know, 29 years Um when I, again, I came to the realization that, you know, as much as I wanted to maintain the partnership, as much as I wanted to, um, you know, have him in my life and create a life together, it was, it was realizing that I was so filled with, you know, this, this self-hatred, like I mentioned, and just like really empty inside, um, despite how much he tried to make me happy. And so it was like knowing that he couldn't solve that for me. He couldn't be the, the, the answer to that and that I really needed to um, come to terms with that reality of I have to be alone and knowing that the work had to start with myself and loving myself and feeling whole so that I can come into a relationship as someone who's complete rather than feeling like that's going to be the thing that completes me. Um, and I think it was just, it was, it was a time in my life where, you know, on paper I had everything. I, you know, it seemed like I had it all together. And, you know, again, be it the relationship that looked really beautiful on the outside, um, you know, the right job, the right career, whatever it was, the right image, but like just feeling completely disconnected from myself and, um, and just realizing how much I, like, my, again, value is contingent upon all these external variables. And so once I kind of realized that, um, I just, I knew that I had to disconnect and take time to do the work within so that I could be this loving, amazing person in a relationship because it was being fueled by my own self-love versus my own self-loathing. Yeah, that's that's a big duh. Um, <laughs> big duh. <laughs> but it and, it and it is. It's challenging. I mean, it's, it's so funny because I, you're reminding me uh, of something one of our guests earlier on the show said, Dr. Uh, Tammy Belichewski. I always have to work on her name. Uh, <laughs> she had this great quote. She said, you know, we think that something outside of us is going to heal something inside of us. And that's the real fairy tale. Exactly. And yet, you know, that's obviously what culturally we see or we see it in the movies and Mm -hmm. you complete me and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, 
if if you're not able to show up, there's no one for anybody to partner with. Exactly. It's like the biggest illusion of all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was a huge moment for me in realizing that illusion. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. So I'm curious, what would you call, or I guess maybe a, 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 again, a quick story about a time, I call it a proud moment in partnership and, and sometimes they're romantic, but sometimes it's family or career. And, and the way I spot them, Jessica, is, you know, it's one of those things where you think back on it and you, you like can't help yourself. You just start smiling. Um, you know, I think when I when I think about like uh, yeah, a partnership that <laughs> um, you know fills me or I mean, I would I would honestly I would look at the relationships that I've built with the women uh, in my life right now because um, again, partnership connection. You know, it can look like so many different things. And part of my own realizations and my learning and my growth has been around how I also projected a lot of my insecurities and um, misbeliefs onto not only men, but women. And I feel like because of the work that I've been doing on myself and because of the way that I'm able to relate to myself now and really honor myself, I have drawn in so many incredible women who... Um, are able to celebrate me and uh, acknowledge me and who are empowered within themselves. And it's just, it's a really beautiful mirror and reflection of, again, what self-love is able to do. Because I think, you know, there is a paradigm around mean girls and um, relational aggression and, um, you know, competition. And I definitely fell into that for most of my life of, just buying into these beliefs around not being able to trust women, especially in relation to men. And again, through my own healing and honesty and the, the, the work that I've done in clearing a lot of these patterns has created the space for incredible women to just show up into my life and, you know, where we are able to, like, light each other up and we want each other to shine and we don't dim ourselves because of the other we just shine brighter and so um you know thinking about that thinking about just partnerships outside of like the romantic kind of situation i would definitely say that the the sisterhood that i've built is been something that's been so profound in my life that's great and you you brought something up i i love when people talk about which is how when you're you're in a healthy partnership like you just described, you actually get brighter. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And you're able to like it's it's you're you're able to be completely yourself and shine, you know, as brightly as possible and you want the other to shine as well. And so it's just like you're magnifying um, one another's light and and supporting each other to be the brightest possible light. And so I, I recognize that um, for me, that's the only kind of partnership that I want in my life, be it platonic or romantic. I, I don't desire people to be in my life, like to be close to people in my life who aren't able to celebrate the other. For me, that's what it's all about. And so um, that's, what I, that's how I create the connections in my life. I think that's a great, great touchstone for folks is, is create connections with people whose lives you want to celebrate. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's so fascinating because, like you you mentioned, you know the the female competition and and mm-hmm. so on, and you know, I think a lot of people miss just how ruthless that can be. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and it's again, it's 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 so pervasive, um, and it's it all stems from one's own insecurities and a desire to be loved and seen like the underneath all the hate and anger and cruelty and mean girl stuff um it's just a desire for connection and a desire to be loved and seen and a uh an unknowing of how to get that um and so i i really see that now and i it's also transformed the way that i interact with confrontation or how i receive that kind of uh, behavior i don't take it personally anymore. I look at it as, you know, again, someone projecting something that stems from deep pain and disconnection from oneself. And so it only makes me have more compassion for them and love them more, not necessarily have them in my life, but it definitely has changed the way that I look at it. Um, and so that's been hugely healing for me as well. Yeah. Well, Jessica, we've actually arrived at a part of the show that I call it bring it all home portion of the show. And that's because we're going to step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you to provide some simple, concrete guidance for our listeners that they can apply in their partnerships right now. And and where I want to start is I'm curious, what would you say is what's the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received from someone else? Um, probably the fact that... Um that every moment it's a choice. And again, this has been something that has really changed the way that I viewed partnership in the past because I was so much um, buying into that old paradigm of you complete me forever commitment. Mm -hmm. And so in recognizing that each moment you're choosing that person and it comes from choosing yourself first and foremost. And so, you know, we can promise each other forever, but when we start to become attached to that forever commitment, that's when we're in trouble. And so to be in a loving partnership is to choose that person over and over again, each moment stemming from the fact that you're choosing yourself first and foremost. Yeah. It, you know, it's one of those things, and I, I, I love the way you said that because it is choosing even if you know, let's say you're, you're in a marriage, it doesn't mean you don't still choose that person. And oftentimes people think, well, I did that that one day when exactly. we had all our friends and family around, and now I don't have to choose anymore. Exactly, exactly. And it's like recognizing, again, that anything can happen, you know, and, you know, people can change. I mean, we, we change every moment of the day. Someone can leave, someone can, um, you know, be inspired to move in a different direction. And to not just get comfortable in the, the commitment and the feeling of, oh, okay, well, this is forever. And really knowing that, like, you are choosing this person and it needs to be chosen. That person needs to be chosen, again, each moment because each moment is a new moment. And so just that that reminder has been really, um, like, important in my life and all of my relationships. Yeah, and, and in, in the... Uh... In the name of, of vulnerability and, and authenticity that we've been we've been talking about so much here, what keeps coming up for me, it's very prevalent in my life right now, is that my my partner Anna and I just chose to part ways, mm. and 
it literally is because we both want to want to honor each other as who we are in the best way possible and support that. And we, we had some revelations that came about, things that were vastly important to her core of who she is that she had kind of been denying for years. And when those came to light, and it happened to be about having children, we realized that if we stayed in the relationship, because it was based on some different agreements, that now one of us would have to compromise. And that's not what we wanted to do. We want to support each other. So we realized the best way to love and support each other is actually to say, you know, let's support each other in going our own paths. Um, and it's not easy, but it's, to me, that's the celebration you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I really honor you for that because I, I completely resonate with that and agree with that. You know, it's to honor those people and to love the people in our lives. Sometimes we actually have to walk away. Um, and I think that, you know, again, a pattern that I was in in the past and that I see a lot of people in is believing that loving someone happens at the expense of oneself and um, that's not love, you know, and so I've really had to learn how to lean into the discomfort that comes up when I recognize that I need to make a choice or a decision that may not feel good, but I know that I'm honoring that person because I'm honoring myself. Yes, exactly. Thank you. So let me ask you this, Jessica. What, what would you say, if you had just one recommendation you could make, what, what's the book or the resource that you would recommend to our listeners about partnership and why that particular one? Um, well, uh, at school right now, at uh, University of Santa Monica, we have quite the extensive reading list, which is amazing. And uh, <laughs> I just read this book called Conscious Loving. Yes. Um, do you know it by Gay? Gay Hendricks? Okay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Hendricks. Um, and I, I just love it. I, it's, you know, I'm really appreciative when people, like, they don't just talk the talk, they walk the walk. And I just, I really appreciate the fact that it's written by this married couple um, and that they, you know, it's, it's from that their own experience. And they're also just providing all these strategies um, around shifting the paradigm, you know, and like learning how to let go of the need for control in partnership and um, and the importance of communication. Um, and so I just, I really, really have loved that book and would definitely recommend it to the listeners. It's just been such a profound experience reading it for me. Yeah, that's that's a tremendous book. And, and I'll tell you, Jessica, um, I, I had the opportunity to actually interview Gay for this podcast. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I'm definitely going to go listen to that. <laughs> yeah, you, it's, it's actually, I, it was so good, it went for two parts. Um, <laughs> wow, but that's no surprise. <laughs> I, I'll share with you something he said on the, on the show. As I asked him the same thing, I said, but I know you've written over 30 books, so what book from your library that you've created would you recommend and I've been a fan of his for a while, so I've read several of his books. And he goes, there's actually two, and I couldn't really separate them. And the first one was what you just said, Conscious Loving. And the second one is The Big Leap. Mm. And it was so funny because he said that. And I said, I'm just kind of laughing because if I had to pick two, that's the two I would pick. Wow. And he's just like, yeah, they just they go together so well. They're, you know, they came from different places, but really profound uh, information there. And like you said, they, they speak from experience. They really do, and yeah. I really value that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. I'm going to have to read that book then. That's my next one. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you just to add to your reading list is yeah, if you don't have enough to do. Not that I have enough. <laughs> yes, in your leisure time, please read yeah. more books. 
<laughs> so what I'd love to do, Jessica, is, is leave our listeners with an example of what I call the payoff of partnership. And what I mean by that is if you'd share with us a specific example of something you were either able to do or create or, or just who you were able to be because of a partnership, it wouldn't have happened on your own. Um, well, I think, again, um, for me, it goes back to, you know, my experience, and this is going to sound kind of funny, but I value, looking back, I value the most the experiences of heartbreak and grief uh, that came from some of these tumultuous times in my life, um, because obviously that couldn't have happened without, you know, that other person, but it was in those moments where, you know, again, I felt like my world was over, but when I was able to really allow myself to lean into the pain and have my heart just feel like it was being cracked wide open, it was just the catalyst for my growth and, again, the realization of how much I needed myself. Um, and so, you know, I just, again, like coming back to the, the article that I wrote uh, on the, for the Goodman Project, like that my tendency to focus on blaming and projecting onto men and my exes, um, it was in those painful moments that I was really able to see that I wasn't taking responsibility for my own life and how I related to myself. And so I just see that as um, like one of the, biggest gifts in my life in, in terms of how I've evolved and how I now choose to relate to all of the partnerships in my life, all the connections I form, be it with a lover or uh, a stranger, you know, so my heart just feels so much more open because of the heartbreak that I've gone through. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, Jessica, I think it's pretty clear to everyone listening that you've you've got a lot to share and you're not afraid to share it. And, <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> and I love that. And I, I would love it if you'd let our listeners know just how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, um, well, they can go to my website, uh, which is jessicawinterstern.com. Um, I, you know, I have all my writing up there and any any uh, podcasts or speaking um, gigs that I've done. And uh, also Instagram is just at Jessica Winterster. They can find me on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that would that would be the way to connect with me. And then also uh, through my website, if you want to connect with me personally, you can um, email me. There's a link to email me. So that would be another way to get in touch. Excellent. Fantastic. And, and if you're listening right now and you're going, oh my gosh, I couldn't write that down. I'm busy doing something else. Don't worry. It's okay. We're going to have this all on the show page for Jessica. So you'll just type in Jessica on the homepage and it'll take you straight to her page where all these links will be. It'll be really, really easy for you to connect with her. Well, Jessica, again, I want to thank you for being so honest, being so vulnerable and and really owning it in a way with enthusiasm that, that is incredibly refreshing. So thank you for being on our show. Oh, thank you so much, Ken, for having me. This has been such a wonderful experience, and I'm really honored. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. 
The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.